0: I'm actually kind of good at that. Um, can we talk about how uh, Google has now just immediately stopped allowing anyone to email it because they decided that Wednesday, SPD, SPF, DKIM, and DMARC need to be in place. Otherwise, you just can't email anyone who's got a Google account, basically. Google <laughs> and Yahoo put out a thing that says uh, you need to have email security in place, right? Spiff, right. Dickum and DMARC. Um all of which were my really good friends in college. Um, and uh this is a great opportunity for MSPs to be honest. I think. I think this is a great opportunity for MSPs to one, you get a great touch point with your client, too. You can probably charge them to do this stuff. Uh three, get control of their DNS, which you should be charging to be maintaining anyway. Um, and so take advantage when, when life gives you lemons, hand those lemons back and make yourself. And Arnold make yourself a vodka tonic. <laughs>
1: well, and because it will satisfy a live read requirement for this month, you said use easy DMARC, who is a brand new sponsor of all
0: things Msp. Oh, dude, I actually are they really? Because it's funny, I actually use their website all the time. Um for uh like my SPF checking. Yeah,
1: I mean, technically. Technically, they don't start as a new sponsor until February 1st, but we're close enough.
0: Plus, depending on when you want to make this bumper go, <laughs> it'll, it will it could be February 1st, 2026 for all, all any of us. know, because no, no one's right. in the cutting room floor. Um, easy DMARC, uh, yeah. Inbox alert. Google and Yahoo will require it's on their website. Google and Yahoo will require DMARC starting February 2024. At the time of when this is still February, but here's the thing: at the time of when this is being recorded is currently January 26, twenty twenty four. Because I don't know when Eric's going to cut this piece out. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you're right; it's not February, and yet it already has gone into place. And Google said we're just going to jump the gun on this one. Um, but this is a this is an issue for a lot of people, and I think a lot of MSPs are going to leave money on the table here by by doing it for their clients for free because they want to look like the good guy, right? Right. This 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 didn't even like. It's not like Google sent this out a year ago and was like by February twenty twenty four. They sent this out like three days ago and we're like by February twenty twenty four. It's been out there for a while. Yeah, but not like it is now. Get uh, it done. Un- this is also a good opportunity, like I said, to take over clients' DNS. We're moving a lot of our clients over to uh, not a sponsor, Cloudflare. Um, Atmsp link slash sponsor Cloudflare. Hello. Um, And uh, why is it when the cloud, when any of the cloud services is down, it's not called a fog? It's a good question. Right?
1: SuperOps is actively engaged in helping all MSPs improve their business. If you did not attend one of their Super Summits in 2023, All is not lost. They've taken some of the great content shared at those events and turned them into eBooks. The first one is called Skyrocketing MSP Revenue from 1 Million to 10 Million Do's and Don'ts with Dave Patel from Build Right. It contains 12 pages of helpful tips and guidance for MSPs to grow their revenue. Check it out. There's a link in the description or go to atmsp.link forward slash superops eBook1. A big thanks to Super Ops for sharing this kind of content with the community.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP Podcast. I am your host, Justin Escar, and with me always is my good friend, podcast producer extraordinaire, and clearly cat lover, because he's back there on the couch, Mr. Eric Anthony. Buddy, what's up? Yep, that's Taz. She's normally here pretty much all day in my office. The funny thing is that I've never noticed Taz before, because if you're paying attention, you can check out YouTube.com slash at all things MSP. Uh, I can see Taz now because we're in wider StreamYard land because we got new technology better than crappy e uh, I have friends who use e by the way, and I just, I just rag on them all the time about it. But I do like StreamYard. I'm glad we're here. Hi, Taz. Uh, enough about us and the silliness that is. We have a guest today. I love it when we have a guest. I say that every time. Mr. James Carney from Carney Consulting. What's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, I'm hey guys. I'm doing great,
2: doing great. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, so real quick, before we get into the crux of the show anything like that, uh, why don't you give everybody like a two-minute spiel? Who are you? What does Carney Consulting do? And uh, I know you're a car guy. Sixty-seven GTO or a Camaro SS?
2: Oh, I'm Camaro SS all the way. Chevy. Yeah. So, um, James Kernan with Kernan Consulting. I've, I've been in the channel for over 30 years. Uh, first half of my career, you know, I bought, sold, owner, ran seven different tech companies, uh, primarily all West Coast organizations. Um, largest one, you know, was VP of sales and one of the four partners in the business. We grew from about $30 million to $315 million in about seven years. <clears throat> I sold my interest in that business, bought a little... three person failing MSP out of San Diego and grew that to 12 million, sold it and uh, stumbled into coaching and consulting. I went and spoke at a a conference, uh, loved helping people, sharing my story. And that really launched Kern and Consulting. So the second half of my career in the channel, I've been helping business owners take their business uh, up to the next level and find success. So Current Consulting. I do one-on-one executive coaching. I run the Millionaire Mastermind peer groups in North America. Love that. And then I, I do a lot of M and A consulting, and I'm an EOS implementer as well. So uh, that is my background.
0: Wow, that's a lot. Uh, well, things are things are coming here. Um, you mentioned a couple of things that we're going to talk about during the show here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Mastermind, but but before we get to Mastermind, let's talk about something that you know you're pretty familiar with adversity got to write that time um you know having been a business owner for as long as you have been can you tell us like what are some of the things that like what are things that msps really need to be on the lookout for like you've done this for so long you have such a, a long-winded history with it that you've probably seen every problem that an msp owner has is going to face right Yeah. what was some of the, like the biggest challenges that you had to deal with and overcome <clears throat>
2: Um, boy, I I could go on for days with that topic, but I'll try to be brief. You know, me personally, uh, coming into, uh, when, when I bought that little MSP in San Diego, uh, I came in with 12 years experience, uh, very successful track record. You know, my nickname was the golden boy. I felt like, uh, everything I touched turned to gold, bought this company, but, you know, I'm going to age myself here, but this was back 2001. 2001 was like the worst year in the world to ever start a business, buy a business. All sorts of bad things happened in the world that year. I remember looking at my uh, <clears throat> profit loss statement and it uh, I lost $88,000 that first year. I didn't pay myself for the last nine months of the year and, uh, you know, thought of giving up, but I knew I was doing the right things. I was aggressively marketing my business uh, we had a lot of irons in the fire, and fortunately, I just, you know, kept my chin down and charged forward. The very beginning of that next year, we won two big contracts, one, a big Navy Marine Corps staffing contract for IT professionals. Uh, that turned into a $6 million project, and then we also won the San Diego Padre uh, Baseball Stadium, the new uh, Petco ballpark that was going into downtown San Diego. My little company with eight employees, we won that big network infrastructure project. So kind of went from nothing to somebody overnight. And, uh, you know, that, you know, we were just one deal away from really turning the corner. And then things took off from there. We grew to over 12 million and, and sold the business.
0: They always say that uh, luck is actually just a lot of hard work. And I feel yeah. like, you know, what you're talking about right there is, is like the epitome of that, right? Because I think we've all, we, we could all admit that we've been in those positions where, you know things are looking down, and we got to keep pushing. And a lot of us do give up. There's a lot of people who just they can't take the pressure of it, not working through. But like, kudos to you for being able to push through and then and then and then land those kind of deals. I mean, yeah. to get a stadium to do a network in a stadium that must have been absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, being a being a big sports fan in in San Diego, you know that was. Uh, you know, I think we did more marketing of that contract. I probably made a lot more money. Marketing what we were doing for these guys and winning deals as a result, as compared to, I think that was like a $1.2 million project, but we did really well on it.
0: Well, so that's an interesting point, right? You're leveraging a deal you made. And granted, I'm assuming because it was because of their name, it was okay to use it to say that you're doing this deal. Because, like, I know, and we might be off topic of adversary or mastermind for a second, but like, I personally do not put my clients things on my website i know a lot of people who do mm-hmm. what's the right answer do you do that do you use that as leverage do you not do it do you do some of them because like i'm always afraid that like my my colleagues are going to steal my clients that they know who i have especially yeah. being a mac person figuring out who the other mac people are really easy i just go to a bunch of other acn websites and i go oh they're working with uh, current consulting. I'm just going to give current consulting a call. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I've got a little bit of old school in me as well, uh, Justin. So I, I'm not a big fan of putting things like that on static websites and collateral materials and so forth. Whenever you do that, for sure, you need to get written approval from your client. I, I decided to just kind of take the easy road. And <clears throat> I think I, if I remember right, every single presentation that I did, everybody that I met and had a handshake prospect customer. Oh, and by the way, Hey, we would just won this big project, you know, wanted you to know about it. It was just part of our normal conversation. So it wasn't documented anywhere. Nice. You know, it wasn't on social media, things like that, but that's, that did help uh, immensely.
0: Right. All right. Sorry. I, I derailed a little bit. I apologize. Um, I find that um, a lot of, Owners of MSPs, everybody feels like they're on their own little island. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, self-reflective, right? I feel that way too sometimes, and 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 hilariously, I feel that way, despite being the host of this show and and having my company for sixteen years and doing the other stuff that we do in the conference and whatever. And I still sometimes feel like I'm on my own little island here, um, and I'm giving you the layup. City Um, What should what should MSP owners do when they feel like that? What what's like? How do we get out of that funk? Because it that's a terrible place to be in for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. So a couple things. First and foremost,
0: uh,
2: I would always recommend to people. There's so much. This industry is brutal. It moves like a freight train. So much data is thrown in your face. Super stressful. Okay. Uh, So number one, you just got to click your brain into positive energy gear and surround yourself with positive energy, positive people. Be careful of what you put in your head. Uh, You got to limit the news, limit the newspaper and surround yourself with good, positive people that what I mean by that is there's individuals that will you come up with an idea and they give you five reasons why you can't do that. It's going to fail. And here's five reasons why or there's the other person and, oh, that's a great idea. And here's five ways we can do that. That's who I wanna work with. I wanna work with positive people that <clears throat> keep me encouraged because we all have our ups and downs. The the other thing I think is important, Justin, is you need to stay connected. And, and that's really one of the key elements of our industry. Podcasts, great example, um, you know, just communities, you know, the, the big trade shows, you know, we're all, uh, you know, we can all pick up on good things and bad things. And and we just need to pick up more good things at these events. We need to stay connected and learn what's going on and use that information to help us be more successful. So those are a couple of things I would say
0: for sure. That's awesome. Let's, let's take this to the next step, right? Let's talk about mastermind groups and peer groups. Yeah. Uh, I call them mastermind. I, I don't really know the difference between a mastermind group and a peer group. I just call it a master. I call them all mastermind groups. Um, and we have a mastermind group w- with the ASA conference also, but for those who don't know what is a mastermind group and what is the benefit of joining one?
2: So, uh, the mastermind groups or, or peer groups, essentially it's, uh, uh, CEO business owners from non-competitive geographies around the country meet in a, uh, in a group setting to learn, collaborate and encourage one another. Ours are geared around results. So more sales, marketing and growth. So we have weekly accountability meetings on on Zoom where everybody reports in. Uh, Most peer groups are peer led, meaning a volunteer kind of leads the group. You know, my groups are a little different because it's coach led. So I sprinkle in consulting and coaching with my 30 plus years experience. So I think that's a big value add. But I do a good job of soliciting feedback. I learn just as much as I give to all these guys because there's incredibly talented people, a lot of smart people. And the reality is, you know, we've talked about this before the show. It's it's lonely at the top. Yeah, A lot of, a lot of businesses are just single entity business owners, meaning that they're, they're the only partner in the business. You can't go home and talk to your spouse. You can't go to talk to your employees about cash flow and you know, you'll terrify people, and they'll quit and run out the back door. So I found peer groups of just being this outlet, this safe inner circle where you can share the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, you get encouragement and and ways, you know, ideas of hey, here's five ways that you can solve that problem. So uh, yeah, peer groups, found, I think, are really valuable.
0: <clears throat> I've I found that I really can't talk to my wife about uh, Microsoft security score percentages. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't really work. Um, it doesn't That's resonate. <laughs> so what's I, what I, I you said something which i think is really interesting which is that you your mastermind group is uh geographically separated so you you don't have you don't have competition in there which i think is a really really smart way of doing things um for the group that we do at aces which uh we've had previous guests melanie curtis runs ours she's a coach and then the opposite week i kind of run it um mm-hmm. and it just so happens we're all diverse, but the kicker is that we're all Apple consultants. so we all kind of like can rally around you know the idea of peb or or things or or something silly that Apple did or whatever. Um, and that brings us together and then from there we all have so it it's great to have that, especially I mean you having been in the in the channel for so long, again, you have this breadth of knowledge that you're bringing to these to these people. Um, and within the peer on the peer to peer side, just be able to have that camaraderie because yeah, I, I I've run into the times where like, I need, a uh, I I need help sometimes with something. And like, I'll call one of the guys that are in the mastermind group, mm-hmm. right? They're my first call usually because yeah. they've already probably either heard the backstory about the client, or I already know that they are knowledgeable about XYZ from being in this thing because mastermind group, and this is something people need to realize this isn't a one and done, or like you do it for a couple months. Like you need to be, if you want to do this, you got to be in it to win it and and do it over the long haul.
2: Yeah. You know, good, good mastermind groups are like a board of advisors, a board of directors. <clears throat> you know, if normally in days past, it was always the big organizations that had the hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend, all this money on these board of directors. Well, you, you've got the same advisors. You just need to be vulnerable enough or mature enough to be able to share these things. That's again, why we put in our groups, you know, non-competitive business owners, because we, we want them to be comfortable to share the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, what's working or what's not working. And uh, you you don't want your competitors learning from that.
0: Yeah. The maturity factor is a big thing also, because I feel like (laughs) <laughs> Eric and I have complained about this a lot. Facebook is a bunch of trolls. Facebook.com slash group slash all things Msp. Um Yeah, the 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 idea of going and, and being vulnerable. Again, another concept that's really hard for a lot of it's hard. Look, I'll be honest, it's hard for a lot of people just in general to be vulnerable, right. let alone to be vulnerable about something such as your business, which for many of us like it's our baby right like we want it to be perfect and we ne- no don't tell me that i i chose the wrong you know blah 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 stack item i what of course we use ubiquity and not and not sonic wall like how dare you not use sonic? like the the maturity but the idea of it being there um and being able to talk about that and being vulnerable be being able to say like this is what we do and i'm okay if i'm doing this wrong or you think i'm doing this wrong right there's right. there's that piece to it too which i think is very important and very cool yeah
1: so i think that the maturity brings the vulnerability and and the vulnerability is essential because if you can't take the feedback from others you're not going to get out of it what you need to be getting out of it and then you know one of the things that's a problem with that though is so many of the smaller msps who want to grow would benefit from a peer group, but because they don't have the maturity, they don't have the vulnerability. And when I say maturity, I'm talking about business maturity here, not Mm -hmm. social or emotional maturity. You know, (laughs) they just don't have the business maturity yet to understand that the abundance mentality is much more powerful than the scarcity mentality. And therefore, the more you open up to the more people just the more ideas and the more points of view and the better solutions you're going to be able to take advantage of.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When, so, uh, <clears throat> the way we run our peer groups, so we onboard them, plug them into weekly accountability meetings. We do monthly trainings and then to be the icing on the cake is we get together quarterly and I have each member report out how the quarter went for them. Okay. I, on, you know, there's multiple reasons why we do this, but I want that business owner to be a better public speaker. I want them to be a stronger leader and I want them to be vulnerable. And it takes a little bit of time, you know, to build the comfortability to be able to share this, but we call the very first half of the two days that we get together every quarter. And we rotate around to different fun cities too, by the way. But that first morning is my favorite part of the, the Uh, overall quarter because they report out, we call it the good, the bad, the ugly. They, you know, here's who I am. Here's how I'm different than the competition. And then here's what my goals were. Here's what we did. And here's what worked and what didn't work. It's like that every member reports out. And I love it because we learn so much and we do it in front of everybody that's there. It's not like, okay, everybody leave the room, just this group. We're going to tell secrets in the corner. I want people to learn and I also want them to speak in front of more people. So, uh, but I I can't tell you how much I learn from those quarterly meetings about what's really working and what's not working out there in the trenches.
0: You mentioned accountability. Do you, in your, in your, in your groups, do you hold people, what do you do to hold people accountable? Because I've heard some, I've heard some crazy accountability techniques before. You're not going to make me write a check for like $500,000 and then give it, like donate it to like a fund that is very anti-prime persona, are you?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I think we've all seen the, you know, good ones and bad ones from an accountability standpoint. So my style is positivity and encouragement, but results. And results, sometimes you got to be held accountable. So I'm very strategic. I want to understand what everybody's goals are. And then we will hold them accountable really accountability isn't a negative thing. To me, it's just communication. I don't need to raise my voice. I don't need to embarrass anybody. It's like, Hey, you asked uh, for the group to hold you accountable. Here's your goals, but here's where you're tracking. We've got a gap, you know, Hey guys, what, what else can we do to help John, for example, get up over the hump. And uh, to me, accountability is just open communication in front of other people. So
0: I like that. I like that a lot better than the, uh, than the check idea, which by the way, don't, don't do that. <laughs> if you're listening, don't, don't do that. Because unless you're that stringent about how you get yourself done, you're about to give half a million dollars to like, I don't know, some terrorist <laughs> organization or something. Like that. <laughs> um. So James, you run your group. Uh, it's a very powerful group. You're, you're a member of the SMB community podcast. You talk to Carl Palachuk, who obviously everybody knows you got all of this going behind you how do people join your mastermind group how do how do i become a a a kernan
2: so just go to curtainconsulting.com or or call me directly you know we've got a whole page dedicated to the mastermind peer groups and let me let me say something important justin not everybody that that applies makes it you know i'm looking for growth-minded positive people that want to give as much as they want to receive and that's an important element. So I'll interview people, ask lots of questions. We do have different sizes of groups and different sizes of entities that are in there. But uh, I wanna make sure it's a fit for them. I wanna make sure it's a fit for us. Uh, but just basically reach out to, I'm happy to talk with, with you. And I'm not the kind of person that's gonna shut the door and say, beat it. You know, I'm gonna give you options. Hey, we're a good fit and here's what it is. It's only 297 a month. Uh, Here's the link. Sign up. Let's rock and roll and get going. Or, hey, we're not a good fit, but I tell you what, here's two other peer groups I think are really good and I think would work for you. So I like giving solutions to people.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad that you don't just, here's the door, (laughs) click. Uh, Well, that's awesome. All right. So check out kerningconsulting.com. Get interviewed by James himself or probably one of his team members, um, and and see if you can get into the mastermind group. But trust me, uh, as someone who runs one, as someone who's been a member of one for many, many years, it really does help because, uh, you know, there was a time just a couple of weeks ago where I had to have like a real hard lay down with my staff, and I actually went to my mastermind group first, and I was like, here's what I'm thinking about it, what I'm doing, and they actually gave me a lot of positive feedback to what was going to be a very negative conversation with my team, and... It helped me mentally change some of the content that I was originally going to say, um, and made what was a negative conversation a better, much more positive conversation. So, and I got all this feedback from four or five other people who, like, I never thought of. Like, some of the things they told me, like, I was like, I never even thought of that. Like, I'm so glad I have right. these groups to talk to. So, definitely check it out. And if you can't, like, James said, if you can't get into the into the Kernan Mastermind, do find another peer group or something like that. Uh, yeah, com. Huh? Yeah,
2: tons of great ones out there. Tons of good, good peer groups in the channel for sure. So, but thank you.
0: Yeah, Eric. Any final words before uh, I do my spiel? I just want uh, to say real quick that peers are
1: so important to you know just everything you're doing. Start out maybe going to shows, meeting some people, understanding how many other people are out there who really do want to help you rather than compete against you. And then, yeah. you know, once you do that, really seriously consider the peer groups because the peer groups are gonna give you the accountability that everybody needs. You will not understand how much accountability helps until you actually implement it in your business. Yeah. Couldn't exactly.
0: have better myself, which <laughs> is why I didn't. That's why I let you do it, Eric. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Check us out. Facebook.com group slash all things MSP. Check us out on the YouTubes and watch how good we all look in widescreen uh, wide stream yard format at youtube.com slash at all things MSP. Hey, liquid death. Still not a sponsor. Let's get that figured out. Someone hit them up. D- you know what? If you're listening to this, Just at liquid death to every episode. Let's just see what happens. The power of people, folks. I'm Justin. That's Eric. We had our guest James. That's it. Bye.
1: From your host, Justin Escar and myself, thank you for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. Join the All Things MSP Facebook group or follow us on LinkedIn. Instagram, and YouTube. The All Things MSP podcast is a BizPow LLC production. And even though we drink a lot of it, this podcast is still not sponsored by Liquid Death. And now that you've watched that mess of a podcast, don't forget to watch one of these and go ahead and click that subscribe button so you get to watch more. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Click the button and then watch.